Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, and all you fine, fine people out there to episode 204 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. We're too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ann, and I'm joined by a most wonderful, excellent co-host, but he couldn't make it, so instead we've got Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? <laughs> I like what you did there, mate. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Robbie? Oh, I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. You know, we, we've just been remarking offline of uh, of you marvelling at the uh, at the waterworks happening in the background outside of the uh, uh, outside of my my backyard. So, um, yeah, if if there is any any noise of industrial style things, it's um it, it either might be Lewis doing some post production work, or it might be some uh, men in high vis out in my, out in the backyard doing a little bit of work, putting a pool in. Yeah, buddy. Well, it uh, it's, must be you know, nice. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> it must must say that. That's that's important. Well, aren't we doing open air broadcast at your place, mate? Isn't it? Two months time. Pool oh, party. Oh, absolutely. Pool party. Two vets talk vets pool party. How good? Yeah, is that? Well, we put yeah. out your address now. Everyone, come over to Robbie's. What's yes, your dress, yes. mate? Just, just, just. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the getting a little bit of static. Hang on, here, here we go. Everyone, get your <laughs> pens and pens. <laughs> oh, mate, they're fantastic. No, there's a bit going on out there. There's certainly yeah. some, uh, yeah, good bit of action there, mate. That hey. uh, you've you've trimmed the trees to make the pool look bigger. That's good. Oh, that's a, that's that's the way you do it, isn't it? You know, that's that that's that's one of the uh, one of the surefire tricks of trying to, um, you know, it's almost like an optical illusion, isn't it? So I've heard. Yes, yeah, yeah. Trimming the trees, <laughs> make it bigger, definitely. All right, what's been happening this way, mate? Hey, so, um, so uh, Lewis, I've had to get a little bit creative because um, the the cats are getting older. You know, Melvin Parker, fifteen years old now. Parker can jump up onto so in the laundry where their beds are, um, and where their food is. We have to have it there to try and stop Sage from being able to get up there and and eat all the cat food. Um, Parker can still jump up, um, but Melvin he has a bit of trouble getting up, and so he sits there and just yells at him. Oh, okay, right. right. So, yeah, so we've got okay. to lift him up. So I had to get a little bit of experimenting because I thought, no, this, we can't just be, you know, have to try and lift him up, lift him down all the time. This is this is this is ridiculous. So um, I started trying to find some little steps for him to be able to hop up on. Um, I went to um, the, the the local big green uh, hardware store and bought a, a big plastic container and put that down. He didn't like that because when he jumped on it, it was – yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, the other <laughs> other uh, – you know. Um, and, uh, and I didn't get a sausage either because they're $3 now and that's a travesty. Um, so, so, so the living's going up in it. Oh, right? it's going up everywhere. Absolutely. So, mm. so Melvin, he, he didn't want to jump on that. It was a, a bit. for a pool it, and a sausage. This well, I can afford awesome. the pool, but not the sausage. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many. Doesn't matter how many of the trees I cut out, cut down. Still I can't, can't afford, afford the sausage. The sausage. Um, <laughs> so, I digress. Um, so, so plastic container didn't work. I thought, oh god, here we go. Yeah, what else are we going to try? So I got the old, um, our old little step ladder that I used when I was um painting around the house. Um, when we've been doing um a, a, a few of the renovations. 
And unfortunately, it takes up a fair bit of the room in the laundry. But with a little bit of persistence, I've been able to train Melvin to be able to get up the stairs. So now, now he can sort of hop up, hop up there. But unfortunately, one time we were away, we had one of the, recently we had one of the nurses house sitting for us. She took the ladder away and then she was oh. wondering why Melvin was sitting there and howling at her all the time. And then she realized, <laughs> oh, hang on, that was there as the stepladder for him to get up. So so now he gets around there and you see him sort of stumble on his way up the up the ladder to get up to his bed and where the food is. I mean, unfortunately, though, that still just didn't didn't uh actually deviate from the fact that, you know. Sage can still smell the cat food. So there's um every now and again we give the cats a little bit of wet food, right? Yeah, you know, you know, and the cats go bananas for it. And then Sage that, cracks that it. delicate care, wet food is delicious. Isn't oh, it? magnificent, magnificent. <laughs> and then um and then with uh when Sage comes, you go, Oh, I can I can smell that. Oh, I want some of it. And I go, no, get out of it, dog. We're we're locking out. And then I was going into the laundry to try and um try and do something. I go, wow, those the cats have really eaten all that delicate care up really really well because there's, no, there's none of it left like yeah. he's, he's gone cleaned it cleaned it right out i said this is fantastic and then walked out walked in the, the next day and then I hear this thump thump in there i go and then sage has come out of like she's worked out that now she can jump on the laundry bench oh. and she's going in there so whenever we give the cats the tasty stuff so melvin's really got to try and haul ass up those stairs in order to try and get up there, get his food before Sage jumps up there and starts trying to eat all the cat food. So shaky. You, yeah. you think wouldn't think of giving uh, Melvin a little uh, silencia injection, would you, mate? Well, that is one of the things that he's on, but that's um, that that helps. Oh, he's on it. it. He, he is on that. Yeah, yeah. So it's so we'll, more on that later. Um, yeah. All oh, right. Uh, well, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we're on that. The uh, uh, Olive's been on the silencia. We thought, oh, you know, she seems to have a little bit of issue walking around. We give her a little bit of uh, some non steroidal, some pain relief, and she yep. would seem to be better. And uh, so we've given that, given her, um, uh, putting her on that. And uh, and uh, now she's just an actual real pain in the butt. She now jumps back on the roof again. So we're like, oh, is this like, are you serious? Now, now she can get on the roof, get out the front yard. Yeah. So like, oh, my goodness, maybe we just need to ease off. And I was saying this to a client. I was saying, oh, you know, I really like it. It's, it's this arthritis injection called Silencia we use and the Barantha in dogs we're using quite a bit. It's working quite well. He's, and I said to this guy who's an older older client owner, and I said, yeah, and, and my cats are really annoying now. She's now climbing on the roof and I would get out the front yard. Anyway, and so we finished the conversation. You know, he obviously, on my advice, took the injection for his for his yep. dog. I think it was, and then I'm sort of in the concert room. Him out the front, going, "Oh, yeah, we had the injection, that expensive injection. We had that one, and uh, yeah, oh, the vet sold it to me with some story about how his cat can get on the roof now." And I went, "Right, that's Perfect. it." So I went, "Okay," I got in my phone, found yep. a photo of Olive on the roof, and I go, "There you go, mate. It's not a sales pitch." <laughs> Real thing. There, there is the cat on the roof. On the roof. On the roof. Yes. Thanks very much to the uh to the new to the new monoclonal antibody. Well, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. Mm. Which right, like anyway. we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. And, um, Another time. Uh, funnily enough, the, the cat food is not the only thing that Sage has been enjoying in the uh in the laundry. So um Christina's uh, had to get her website up because she's um she's starting up her house call business, which is great. So sorry, mate, just cut off there. What 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 business? 
Uh, house call business. Oh, sorry, right? No, that's all right. Just I was thinking other websites, and I no, just, no, 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 not one a... of those websites. No, they're fully <laughs> legitimate. Veterinary house house call veterinary care. It's great. Um, yep, yep. And and so she had um uh, the guy that was doing a website around one of the dads from school. Uh, he was coming around to take some photos, and so you know you you want to get Rob. photos with your what's that? Yeah, it was big. Rob. Yeah, it was Rob. Yeah, it was Rob. Rob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, Rob. Friend, friend, Rob. friend of the show. Yes. Um, and so uh, he came came around. Hang on, I lost you. Hang on, hang on. Am I back? Yes. What was that? I'm back now. Excellent. You're back. Uh, okay. Uh, Minor. Uh, I think. Uh, no, I lost you again. Are you there? Lost me again. Oh no, I got you. No, I got you. I've got you. True. Just when you when you talk, I can hear you. But when you don't talk, then I can't hear you. So so, so if I do now, there's no you can't hear anything. But if I talk, you can. Yeah, hear. yeah. There's a bloke out in the backyard with a big. Maybe he's just hit the the end of your USB port there. Possibly, possibly, yeah. He might might have gone might have gone straight through the uh, straight through the Wi Fi. And well, I've, got, I've, got to, I've got to I've got to stop running the micro microphone cable out through the backyard. <laughs> oh, that or Christina's heard you start talking about a website and just pulled the plug. Yes, that's right. She might have done. She might have. She yeah. might have a, the, uh, the 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 walls bugged. Um, anyway, so so she's trying to get a photo trying to get a photo of Sage. Um, and she's going, all right, you know, I'm going to get a photo of the cat. Got to get a photo of, of Sage. Where's Sage? All right, here, here she is. Yeah, bring her up. Oh, can you um bring her up so I can uh uh take a photo with her? Okay, yeah, no problems. I mean, she got something in her mouth. And I said, oh yeah, I think she has got something in her mouth. What's she got in her mouth? Oh, it's a bit of cat poo. Oh, great. Sage has just been in, just having a nice little nice not nice little hors d'oeuvre. How do they give mummy a kiss just yeah. for the website? And so oh. she's going, oh, oh, hang on. There's a bit of a brown smear on the side of her mouth. Can you go and grab some paper towel and water it down so we can give her a clean up? So so anyone that wants to go to uh to 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 vet to you, you know, can see a picture of um of Christina and the and the dog with a nice clean mouth. And just be thankful that you don't have the smell of vision on you there because you'd be able to smell the poo breath there that Sage had right at that moment of the photo. Oh, so mate, never work with kids or animals, or especially animals that got mouthfuls of other animals' poo. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, well, lucky you noticed, mate. Didn't get the photos back and go, oh, hang on a sec. I'll have a look at them later and go, hang on, something's not right there. What's going on there? Yeah, something's yeah. stuck in their teeth. Anyway, we a big uh, we get on to our sponsors, mate. Yes. Uh, vet, vet to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. .com.au. Big uh, thanks so much for your support. Uh, what, what, what are they <laughs> offer, mate? What's Vet to you all about? How does that work? Oh, it's just house call stuff. Yeah, it's great. Oh. Oh. Yeah, obviously it's... not paying the big bucks for the sponsorship. Oh, hang on. No, 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 not, not. The check hasn't cleared yet, so 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 we're we're better off talking to the right. talking about the people that the check has cleared. All right, so Zilkeen, big thank you. Absolutely, Zilkeen, um, a mild anxiety relieving food supplement, very very safe. Cats and dogs. Um, I was actually talking with um Christina's sister about it the other day. She's got an Irish wolfhound, and Ooh. so we're trying to work out how in the hell we're going to be able to try and treat an Irish wolfhound for it. So yeah, you know, yeah that's, um, a, that's a lot of capsules. You that's know. a lot of capsules. That's we're trying one, to work what, out what's that one bottle a dose. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just that's just make, make him yeah. rattle around. Trying because I, I I believe it's um there's there's a horse version of it as well. But yes, he's got to try and try and try and work out the logistics behind try that. But anyway, 
in the meantime, just talking about reasonable sized dogs and cats, um, what a great option for animals that have got a little bit of mild anxiety. If they're going traveling, you've got yeah. guests coming over, they're getting a bit stressed out, getting yourself a new pet. Maybe you've got a whole lot of work being done in the backyard and you're giving your dog <laughs> some Zilkine chews because uh, because she wow. suddenly started getting a little bit anxious about uh, about all the work happening out in the backyard. So there, there you go. Wouldn't, there wouldn't be many of the listener that would that would be able to have work in the backyard like like uh, like you are at the moment, mate. But anyway, if you if you are just maybe if you're just trimming a few of the trees or something like that, that might That's be right. yeah, adequate. Is, it, yeah. is our second sponsor Manscaped? <laughs> Could be. Could no, it's be. actually Delicate Care. It's Delicate yes. Care. Delicate yes. Care, the um the Australian made, Australian owned diet, made in a an export quality factory over there in uh the, the wonderful Republic of Western Australia. Um such a such a greater range of different diets. What sort of uh what sort of uh, diets have they got in their range, Lewis? Well apparently apparently now they're doing a wet food, mate. A cat cat wet food. Oh, are they? Oh, well, excellent. apparently, what um, you tell us a bit more about that. Uh, that oh, that's that... a that's a look. Unfortunately, I might have had to have um, doctored it up with a little bit of another another unnamed brand food just just to try and help to you know because they're old cats, Lewis, and you want to try and you want to try and spruce them up a little bit. Actually, a point, a point, a point on that on that that uh, getting into the laundry and feeding them and the poo and all that stuff. Have you thought about a uh, a microchip cat flap on the laundry door? Oh, that's a great idea. I haven't, but yeah. um, but uh, how do they um like are they uh powered? Like do they need because Batteries? it's a well, it's a sliding door, so we're just gonna have oh, to check and make sure sucks. that it's still gonna fit through the in the cavity. You know what it's like if you yeah you know, if you're trying to slide sliding something into a cavity door. and it's too big. A sliding door, yeah. So you might need an actual insert that you put in the sliding door with the cavity. Oh, right down down in through the side. Yeah, I've got yeah. You. I don't know. Yeah, depends right. on what you depends on what you got. Oh, I mean, the yeah. other, the other, oh no, yep. sliding door should work in the cavity. Anyway, yeah, the, just the something other, to think of. The, the other thing I do is then when I'm going down to, to the uh, to the three dollar sausage shop, um, I just buy a door wedge and just jam that into the into the sliding door, so it's a cat width and not a whip. That's width. a that, that that's an even better idea. I like the yeah. sound of that. that, that yeah. that'll so work, then that definitely. way, so then that way, Sage doesn't get to the cat's delicate care. Yes, that's right. Yes, they're wet, delicate care that you got for them, and also <laughs> to get the chiquitos out of their uh, out of the litter tray, obviously. Oh, Very yeah, nice. yeah. They, they, she 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 loves those rice krispies on the outside, mate. That's that's, that's... <laughs> lovely, lovely. All right, and also big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. Uh, you're always there, um, and uh, look out for uh, for that invite that's coming into the into your inbox soon. <laughs> um, for, the, for the open air broadcast uh, slash uh, pool party that Robbie is uh, endeavouring to run soon. And if there's any well, problems with mine, then I'm sure we'll have, be able to have it at Lewis's. Possibly, except I don't have the, the I've got the trees, you know, that come. Oh, with, you've got all the trees, do you? Makes oh, it look small. Well, that's right. Yes, we'll see whether we'll see whether or not Manscaped can get along and try and help to you know, <laughs> cut all that down for you. Hey, Lewis, I'm Excellent. not sure whether or not. Well, I do know you've seen this because you sent me through the um the, the link to it. But um in the age on the uh, 18th of June, a story here by Carolyn Webb, a feat for little feet. Dachshunds smash the world record. A single dachshund can be so small that you might blink and miss it unless it's barking at you but on sunday a mass of sausage dogs moved their little feet to achieve an enormous feat the different different ways of spelling feet there lewis you know it's f-e-a-t f-double-e-t that's you know that's a one record uh reporting there um in elwood in melbourne's inner southeast which would probably be the daxon capital of australia if not the world i would have thought 
be close to it, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, more than 1,300 Dachshunds and their owners set a Guinness World Record for the largest dog walk by a single breed. Some of the proceeds of the events will go towards operations on foster Dachshunds, many of which are affected by spinal disease. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, dear. Why are we laughing? That's not good. We shouldn't be laughing. That's who we. It's um. In in hmm. Point Ormond Reserve, before the walk, there was a stunt that would be hard to pull off with heavier breeds. Event volunteer Elizabeth Anil asked owners over the PA system to hold up their Dachshunds for a drone photo with the Melbourne CBD in the background. Wave your sausages in the air like you just don't care. That's a catchy phrase. That's oh, very catchy. Absolutely. It's it's yeah, very. Are they doing that at the Dark Mofo swim down at uh, Tasmania? Do you think the, oh, I, the 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 nudist swim is that is that the the line they give when the when they've got the drone shot ready to go and they're like you know? Well, I think the issue the with on. I think the issue with the with the uh, the the swim down in Tasmania because it's so cold, there's not much sausage to be able to wave around in the air. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's a, yeah. a bit of an issue with that. Um, and then they were off on a one kilometer stroll along the Elwood foreshore path that must have been the stipulated minimum distance for the guinness world records well yeah i'm wondering how many how many uh made the made the full one (laughs) how many of them had to you know (laughs) and 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 and, i will read through and see if there's anything about the stipulations of the of the rules the final figure of 1385 daxons smashed by over 300 the previous Ooh. record of 1,029 set by Beagles in Macclesfield, England on April 22nd, 2018. But in Elwood, it wasn't just the dogs on show. In a nod to the Daxons breed's German origins, Darren Holly of Port Melbourne wore mustard-coloured lederhosen, knee-length breeches, and his friend Kathy Nukara donned a dirndl or Bavarian folk dress. Oh yes, the dude. So there we go. Yes, yes, right. That's uh, yeah, okay. Holly, whose mother Emmy was born in Germany, bought his Dachshund Fritz von Bismarck, and Nukera bought her Dachshunds Frankie and Honey. Eva Williams Five wore a fairy dress to help her grandparents Leslie and Paul Calvary of Muralbach and their five Dachshunds take part in the record attempt. Eva named all of Leslie's miniature long-haired cream Dachshunds after characters in the children's series Paw Patrol, Rubble, Chase, Sky Rider, and Marshall. Um, so there you go, mate. A whole wow. lot of sausage Fantastic. dogs. Sponsored sponsored by um, an insurance company at all or like a health, you know, one of the, one of the major ones maybe. Might just, just, you know, for, for the for – just well, before the walk. Yeah, well – well, Sign up here and then – now, if, if, you know, there's no waiting period, just so, in so, case. Well, going down through here, so there's, um, yeah, the event was held to raise awareness of the charity devoted to Daxon's Rescue, right. which has been involved in 150 Daxon Rescues nationally in the past 12 months, compared to 35 in a year, uh, in a year four years ago. Thank you very much, COVID. Um, yeah. Gilliku yeah, Foster's Daxon said people needed to research the breed before buying. Yes. Absolutely. People buy them because they are cute and have no idea whatsoever how needy they are, particularly for working people in apartments. Oh, yes. Daxons can bark a lot and have serious separation anxiety when left alone and neighbours complain to councils. Some owners... 
Muck raise Some... awareness. I'm aware now. Were you aware of that, Robbie? Look, I have been made bark? have been made aware of Daxon's barking. <laughs> yep. Um, some owners lack insurance against intervertebral disc disease, which affects many Daxons. Surgery can cost over ten thousand dollars. Some mm-hmm. of the money raised on Sunday would go towards operations on foster dogs. Gillick said. So operation I, is that opera- singular. Or yeah. operation Sh- operations. Oh, so more than one though. Raised over ten grand. Yeah, maybe well, I don't know. You know, that's well done. Hope, wow. So hopefully they get. But um, I do believe that there might have been some um specialist surgeons running around <laughs> handing their cards out there. You know, just just testing and seeing whether or not. Well, that's at the end or halfway. They're doing halfway, that at, yes. the, at the start. Insurance, insurance yep. at the start. Then as things start to tire and perhaps legs start to drag a little yes, bit. Yep. Yeah, they start to fatigue a little and, bit. And, yeah, specialists coming in and uh, yeah, and, and then, then and then there's also just your general vet for the stitch ups for the for the the ones that don't like each other and they've got a little bit narky. Yeah, they go got a little bit grumpy on it. But um, yeah. I, and I do um, that I think we we need to send a shout out to uh, Port Phillip Council as well that opened up a lot more um car parks for the Daxons that were there in their little wheelchairs as well, so they could park a little bit closer to the event. So that was. That that was really big of the uh, of the local council for that. Well, well, if they're counting numbers, is I mean, if it's feet they're counting, and there's only two touching the ground, two in the chair. Is that did they really make the world record? How? Oh many, my goodness! How many, wheel, how many wheeled and cheated? The the, the the people of Macclesfield in England will be uh, will be right on top mm-hmm. of that. They'll be they'll be honing in on that drone footage yes. to try and see how many uh, how many wheelchair Daxons were being held up. They'll so be they zooming in and... on every sausage waving around on that photo just yes. to see which which one's encased in a in a wheelchair. The short haired ones, the long haired ones, the wiry haired yes. ones, all the yes. all the different ones. I think it appeals in order with the Guinness Book of World Records potentially. Oh well, there you go. There, yeah, and and Guinness Guinness are really big on appeals. Hey, I tell you what, mate. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but all advice on this show is generally nature. So please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We are best to provide the most up to date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. Now, Lewis, I wanted to talk to you about monoclonal antibodies. You've already yeah. alluded at the start of the podcast about a uh, a new couple of products that are out in the veterinary world, which, uh, uh, or at least here in Australia, they've been out um, uh, over in England for a little while longer. But we've only had we've had the the cat version for a bit longer than what we've had the dog one. But my goodness, is there uh, some some changes afoot in mm. the way that in the new technology that we've got for trying to treat these uh, treat these animals and different diseases? Exactly. And had I had I read the run sheet, mate, and seen that there, I would not have inserted my anecdote earlier in the podcast. I would have said I've got an interesting story to tell you right now, but the listeners already heard it. So anyway, well, you, 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 you did tell me in our pre-production meeting that you thought the run sheet was really great, or that was just because all the things that said RA next to it, which yeah, meant that you yeah. could just you, you, you just ride shotgun for the episode. Spot yeah. on. It was full. I was like, great. I didn't do any of that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's all you. Let's Woo! hear it. That's, I mean, let's face it. I mean, that, that, you, you have done the heavy lifting for about the last, oh, I don't know, I'd say about 87 episodes. So it's about oh, time man. I, you know, about, about time I sort of 
got got behind the handlebars. Anyway, At least you're honest, mate. That's good. No, honesty yeah, is honest. Is the key. <laughs> the, the policy, the best policy. So monoclonal antibodies, Lewis. There, there is a um a huge um raft of monoclonal antibodies that are being used in human medicine. So um, there's a lot that has to do with um cancer treatments, treatments for inflammatory diseases, certain eye diseases, lots and lots and lots of different things. So there's a huge amount of research that's taking place in monoclonal antibodies. And as often happens in the veterinary world, where there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the human side, often we get to, you know, get a, a little, a little shave off, you know, that, that can then, uh, we can see some changes on too. So what is a monoclonal antibody and how does it work? And what, and then we'll talk about what the applications are currently then in the veterinary world. So, We've spoken before about what an antibody is way, way back in the black and white days, probably when we were recording around one microphone, you know, outside of a, you know, some, some half eaten cupcakes and not doing it in the, in the, the modern parlance over Zoom. Um, an antibody is what your body's immune system uses to coat something to say, we need to clear this out. So that's the way that your body looks for infections. It's the way it looks for damaged or diseased cells. It's the way it looks for cancer cells. And so once those antibodies are formed and it coats whatever it is that it's uh, that the antigen, whatever it is that it's looking for, that's then a signal to the immune system to say, ah, right, well, you've been marked for clearance. You get chewed up, you get spat out and then turned into protein and then that gets used then for to make something else. So what a monoclonal antibody is, so mono meaning one, and clonality is a thing that to get a little bit boffany, that's where it means that you're it's only looking for one thing. So monoclonal means where antibodies that are only looking for one thing. If you are polyclonal, then that means your antibodies looking for many things. But so what this is, it's the monoclonal antibodies. Oh, no, so I was going to say something. Keep going. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, you weren't going to talk about other poly things. You were going to leave that. Like, you were going to talk about polydacty, were you? Multiple toed um, cats that we've spoken about in the pod. That, that's the poly you Potentially, mate. About. Potentially, but could have been something else. Anyway, poly, poly, poly wants a cracker. You yeah, know, talking about, about you know, dried biscuits and birds. Yeah, then we can talk about that too. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so, so monoclonal antibody basically is just, it's an antibody that's been made for one particular thing. So the best way to describe how these things are made is the they try and identify the thing that they want to clear out of the body. So whether or not that's a protein, whether or not it's infection, because these were used in, in COVID um, treatments early on as well, or whether it's cancers, they look for something that they can say, right, well, this is, a, this is present on all these things we want to clear out. Let's try and get antibodies made for it. So what they do is they they hypersensitize um, uh, donor animals in order to then be able to create these um, uh, a, a larger amount of the antibody. Then they extract those antibodies. Then they do something magical with it to be able to attach it to some stuff so then that way it can be injected safely uh, without stimulating the immune system in a negative way. And then they put it in a bottle and send it out to us and we put it in the fridge and then we've got access to it. So in the veterinary world, so as I was saying before, in the human world, the monoclonal antibodies, it's 
really making a huge difference for a, a lot of cancer treatments di- that's different to the the normal run-of-the-mill chemotherapies um you know the treatments for many different inflammatory conditions like i was having a look online before and there's dozens and dozens of different ones that are already registered so if they're the ones that are registered you can bet your bum that there's going to be a whole lot of people in lab coats trying to come up with lots of other ones um the ones that we've got in the veterinary world at the moment the three main ones, one that we've, I know we've spoken about in the past. It's an injection that is, um, that we use for allergies. So, um, so in dogs with allergies, it's an antibody against uh, a protein called interleukin 31. So that, that interleukin 31, that only has to do with the allergy pathway, not with the rest of the immune system. So when we give these itchy dogs, this injection, that antibody works like a sponge. And so what it does is it floats around and it finds this interleukin 31. It binds to it once it binds to it then the immune system looks and says ah that antibody's got something i need to clear out takes that protein away and then the itch level in that dog drops down fantastic so you're not it's not a cortisone it's not affecting other parts of the body it's a really specific treatment a really um yeah, specific is probably the best way of describing it. Mm. Treatment for that one thing. So in the last little while, we've started to have, or there's another one that's come out that is then utilizing that technology then for arthritis. And so what it's doing in the arthritis setting for um, a degenerative joint disease setting for dogs and cats is what it is. It's an antibody against a protein called nerve growth factor. So what nerve growth factor has been um, discovered to do? So it's the one that helps you to grow new nerves. In the majority of these older animals that are got arthritis, they're not trying to grow new nerves anywhere other than around uh, these arthritic joints. So by taking that nerve growth factor out of the body, what you're then able to do is you're trying to help to slow down that nerve innovation around those inflamed joints. And that nerve growth factor also then helps to sensitize the, the nerves to pain. So antibody against nerve growth factor goes in, binds to that protein, immune system clears it out. Again, a really specific treatment to try and help these animals for pain. It's not an anti-inflammatory. It's not a cortisone. Because you're utilizing the animal's own immune system, you're not really getting much in the way of effects elsewhere around the body. Are there side effects for these things? Yeah, look, there can be. I mean, you're never going to get have any sort of treatment without side effects. But what I can say from the three months that we've been using the the dog arthritis one, the 12 months we've been using the cat one, and probably the few years that we've been using the, the dog allergy one, I actually don't see many side effects with them at all. You can get vomiting diarrhea, you can get rashes, you can get itchiness, you can get, um, you know, I mean, anything could potentially have a really nasty reaction. But as far as other treatments go, I reckon this is pretty inert. Like I haven't seen much in the way of side effects with these ones. So it's yeah, a I certainly agree with the side effects. But I, yeah, from my perspective, I say the only the biggest side effect is the increasing cost. I, I say the lightning of your wallet. Yeah, that yeah. is gonna that is gonna yes. be the big one. Um that's the biggest side effect, yes. Yeah. And and but that makes sense too, because it is it's it's a, it's new technology. B, it's not going to be easy to make. You know, it's you're not you're not just got a chem- chemistry set there just making up. You know, something that you can squirt into a tablet because you've got Carl Williams's old uh, old, old tablet press hiding in the back shed, and so oh, you can just the then, then bang it out. Um, no, this is this is some really cutting edge stuff. 
and it seems to work, which is even better, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I think for, um, you know, the, uh, for the, the part that's exciting for me is that we've got this really good treatment that you can be using as an adjunct to trying to help to control these chronic longstanding diseases that these dogs and cats have got. Um, and, you know, without talking out of um, out of terms, they didn't give me any details at all, but apparently there's other ones that are in the mix as well. So there's mm. so there's new ones that are um that are in development, and they they're not getting told what they are because they don't want any blabbing to happen. But there is um there's there's going to be other new ones coming out in the future too. So it's a I'm real sorry. watch this space thing because again, you know, now they've got the technology there. All they need to be able to do is find the antigen that they want to hit, get an antibody against it, and then you know, and then you're off to the races. Amazing, amazing technology, isn't it? Interesting. I had a. Uh... I uh, had a guy in a, uh, the uh, consult room with his dog and we're chatting away. And we've got the uh, the charts, uh, you might have it too, the magnet charts of the dose rates on the fridge. Yes, yeah. And so he's, he's looked down there and he's, oh, you've got monoclonal antibodies for your pets. I've gone, oh, yeah, we do, yep, yep. He goes, What's, what, how much for injection? I've gone, oh, well, you're looking at somewhere around sort of $150 for, for a dog sort of injection, just depending. Goes, oh, you're kidding me! I'm a I'm a human rheumatoidologist. Yes, and it's about ten grand for one injection. I was like, wow, aren't we yeah. lucky to have something so accessible that works so yep. well? And that's the thing, you know, like so. So, is it more expensive than what we've used in the past? Absolutely, but is it as expensive as what you know some of these human ones are? My God, no, you know. And right. and the other thing is too is that if you uh, the way that I try and look at it is. Yes, it's more expensive to to use that treatment, but if you're using that treatment and that's cutting down the cost of the other stuff that you're then using, well, then you're saving on that as well, you know. And and I get it, you know, like it mm. is expensive, and not everyone mm. can go, oh, well, hang on, I, I can't afford that, yeah. You know? And we're like we're at, at our clinic, we're trying to work out how we can make this as accessible for people as yeah. we can, yeah, oh, because yeah. it works, you know, mm. and it's and it's a really good thing and we don't want the, the the financial burden to be the thing that turns the majority of people off mm, because it's not mm. you know that's not fair then for for people if we've got this great treatment but then there's a, a an impenetrable paywall behind it yeah or in yeah. front of it so yeah exactly yeah. and as interesting this room told just said this um that in humans the arthritis one that we use against the nerve growth factor they actually don't use it in humans anymore because they found that they would give it for treatment of one knee and then the other knee would uh have an increased um an acceleration in the degeneration of the joint of the other knee that was the good knee Wow. So they've stopped giving it. And it was interesting. So I was a bit unsure about that. So we had the, we actually had the rep, Bianca. Shout out to Bianca from uh from a certain from, from, from company. the company. Yes. But yeah, yes. Uh she came out and she reassured me that that does not happen in dogs and cats. So right. certainly, certainly good news that um, that's not effect because I was concerned maybe if you're giving it to younger animals that had some sort of DJD or um um OCD lesion, something like that. Yeah. But, uh, potentially we're causing issues in another joint. We said, no, that does not happen. So thank you to Bianca from a uh, certain company for, uh, for allowing our fears there. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you've got Perfect. an itchy dog, if you've got, uh, you know, an older cat, because we know that 90% of cats over the age of 12 have got arthritis. Mm. Um, if you've got a dog that's lame, then have a chat with your vet about these new, new therapies, because, 
gee whiz, you know, they are like, we're up to the point now where we've got our first cohort of dogs that we treated with the the new dog arthritis injection. They're coming, they've, they've had their second one. So, um, and the owners, uh, I reckon, again, you know, anecdotally, um, I reckon 70 to 75% are saying, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a noticeable difference, you know, yeah. which is pretty damn good. You yeah, know? we'd probably be further along. I reckon we're probably four doses along. Yeah, right, it's cool. Than four months, and uh, it's incredible. It, yeah. It's really, it's to the point where everything that comes in for a, for cartrophin injections, I'm making sure that I mention it so they know they're aware of it. And I'll say to one is that the only reason I'm saying it to you is because I don't want you to go to the dog park and, the, and another owner says to you, I've got this amazing new drug in your vet and you say, my vet hasn't mentioned it. And they're like, oh, thank you. But yeah. then I show them a photo of Olive on the roof and they all get it. So perfect. And then suddenly they go, sign me up. Sign exactly. me up. And, and, exactly. and if anyone out there has got any um, any sort of inbuilt cat parachutes that, that we can, uh, they want to try and send over to Lewis in order to try and help to just, just in case Olive decides that she, you know, wants to try and free jump off the roof. Yeah. Oh, or unless she she's going to jump into the pool. She loves a meow from the roof, like a real meow, like I can't get down. It's like we have to. Daddy, oh, help Daddy. me! Remember that one time you were worried that I couldn't get down? You got up and helped me. Do that again. It's like if no, you loved you're getting, me, you're getting down on your own now. It's all on you. It's all on you, Olive. Excellent. Oh, I love that, mate. That's a really good, really good, uh, nice, uh, dumbed down, shall we say, uh, explanation of it for the for the listener. Not that not that the listener is dumb. Jeez, I thought I, I thought I went really highbrow with it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. No, no, no really, simplistic about no, it. Right. All good. Yeah, no, mate, just just to make it more um, easy to understand, shall we yes. say? Yes. Good yeah. stuff. Very, hey, very and good. now, um, do we have a question? Question from Liz. No, was that? Oh, no, we did that, that last, was last one. That, yeah, that was just on the run sheet that I just copied yes, from the last time. That was my, it off. my my only thing that I had on the run sheet that we've already done. That <laughs> was there from last week. Excellent. Well, Go Liz, on. I hope you, Liz, if you've got another question, you can you can send it into us at two vets talk pets at gmail.com. If anyone else has got a question or you'd like more information about monoclonal antibodies, mm. or you'd like to share with us your stories of your pets being on the monoclonal antibodies, then um send it through to us, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. You can find us at um, on the Twitter and on the um, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, probably vet, you know. Vet to you, vet to vet, you, vet to you. You know, is, is that a special? Is there a special? I, I might, I might, I might. Are come you in trouble? A, back, a backhander here soon. You know? Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> is there a special spelling of that? Is there like a little bit of a you know, like a the two is a number two or nope. no, 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 it's no, just, it's just all, just, all words, all words. So and you can, why, why are you not, the, not just a you? No, 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 no. We've gone, we've you. gone old school. Right. Excellent. So it's that's gone, the name that, that domain's up and running. Are we? It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I it's hope so, it's unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be inundated. Cool. All right, everyone. All right, all right mate. We'll uh, scratch you later. Right, peace out, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal 
We'll receive a cut in.